X and O. Top 10 matchup in women's college hoops tonight as Iowa is home for Maryland. The Hawkeyes have won six in a row. The Iowa Athletic Department canceled the sale of 200 tickets for Saturday's game to an Illinois fan group who falsely claimed to be a boys and girls club. Damar Hamlin was a special guest at the taping of The Masked Singer last night in one of his first public appearances since his on-the-field medical emergency four weeks ago. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 Cakes. Are we sure that was Damar Hamlin, the taping of The Masked Singer last night? Are we sure? <laughs> I think God. I missed this story. What the hell's going on? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Just, anyways. <laughs> uh, welcome back. It's our number two, bottom of the hour. We'll talk Iowa State. Dave Sproul will be here as he was at the football press conference yesterday, Shield House and Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today, the basketball press conferences will recap those as well. Right now, we're going to talk Big Four basketball. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our Valley Conversation, which is going to be a huge part of this. And our friend Kevin Lehman joins us. Hello, Kevin. Trent and Ken, how are you? Ken and Trent, I am doing just great, and uh, I'm still trying to recover from that hmm. double overtime shootout at the Naps Center last night. What a game for the ages! It really was. Uh, it was. It was incredibly entertaining. It was great to see the Naps Center uh, banged out the way that it was, and uh, both teams put on a show. And you know, Kevin, I said this in the first uh, segment of the show when we brought this up. I know that's probably stinging a little bit for Panther fans today that their in-state rival at least won the first round of the of the of the battle. Uh, round two coming up in a couple of weeks. But when you look at Jacobson's roster, it is so young. Trent, what did you say? Uh, I, uh, Drake's got the 29th oldest roster. Yes. And you and I's got the 300 and what, 30th? Or 334th, I think it was. It's just incredible. The, the, the difference between ages of roster, that's the good news for the Panthers. These guys have a lot of eligibility in front of them. Well, that's why you almost have to look at Ben Jacobson as your candidate here at midseason for coach of the year. Because what he's done with, uh, he's got three freshmen in his top six rotation. And no seniors on that team. Austin Fife, a student coach, who's the only senior. And Betts is the only guy that's a junior. The right. rest are freshmen and sophomores. It's a little bit missed over, though, because you've got, uh, you know, Born Born is a third-year sophomore. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Titan Anderson. But still, that's a young team that's in a hostile environment, they played their rear ends off in that game. They really did, and excited about the future. Still need a little help inside. I mean, that that's looking towards the future, but for them, they don't care about the future. The future is now for this Panther team. Uh, ben Jacobson, the way that he has evolved and changed and uh, picked up the pace offensively a little bit, doing what, things in different ways. Yeah, they didn't get the victory, but to take this group, Kevin, you saw a lot of them back in November and December they were frankly a bad basketball yep. team, and, and what they have become here—just a ton of credit there. How has he been able to pull them out and get these guys playing at this kind of level? Uh, Trent, I think he does it every year. If you look last year, they were four and seven, just like they were this year in that November December stretch. And last year they went on and won the league title. But what they do at Northern Iowa, and part of this because he has a multi-year contract with a lot of guys in the valley don't have seventeen years, the mm-hmm. veteran. He can, he can take his time, and he, under, 
here, Ben Jackson has told me this. There's only two ways I can get an NCAA tournament bid. I have to have a resume that gets me there, and that's why they schedule so difficult in November, December, or I got to win the Valley tournament. So sometimes you'll see them with a slow start because they are trying to play like Bonaventures, which is supposed to be really good. Some other teams are supposed to go to Virginia. That game got canceled. But they're trying to do that every year because uh, he doesn't really worry about his record. He worries about how good can I be when I have to get into March and win. Hopefully only three games and not four because that's a whole new wrinkle this year, guys. Only four teams get a bid. We've got eight teams in the Valley within one game of first play. Uh, going to be fascinating, and, and Thursday's going to be a blast down there. Uh, as you mentioned, all those, uh, oh, going to be going to be great. Uh, Roman Penn, speaking of great, has been uh, lived up to that. Uh, what do you have, 18 assists a couple of weeks ago? Um, don't remember who it was against, but you had 18 assists, an incredible game. Last night, 28, coming off a bunch of double-digit games. Roman Penn is really leading the straight team. Can't even 18 assists were against Evansville, so I, sometimes I don't always count that against <laughs> Evansville. But let's go. Let's go back to the game I had Sunday against Belmont. No Tucker yeah. DeVries. Yeah. They go into Belmont, which is the hottest team in the valley. Had not lost a league game at home, and Roman Penn single-handedly put that team on his back and said, "We will not lose this game." Uh, you know that was a butt kicker from the get-go, and no one expected it because Tucker DeVries was in the hospital. And give that kid credit. He comes out last night with that sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's his shooting arm. Right. He was in the hospital Sunday. He was in the hospital Sunday. He's been in for, what, four or five days and tried to gut it out. Obviously didn't have his shooting, his shooting stroke. But, boy, Sturts, Penn, and Brody's on my most improved team. Those guys have stepped up huge for this uh, Bulldog team. Who is the favorite in your mind to ultimately get the number one seed, win the regular season title for Arch Madness? Who do you like the best uh, schedule-wise and just the way that they're playing here down the final month of the season? Trent, it changes for me every week because I always put, who's my best team? Because in December I said it was Bradley. Now I've got Bradley at Northern Iowa this Saturday, and we have a term in broadcasting called getting gypped, which is game in progress. We were supposed to be on the deuce ESPN2. We just got moved to ESPN News because LeBron James, LeBron James of all people, is going to break Kareem Abdul's record. So they just moved him to our time slot. Oh. I found that out this morning. Boy, that is a kick in the whatever you want to. <laughs> at least the they didn't. At least they didn't move you to plus. Right. Well, I, I can't find ESPN News on my MediaCom network, so I don't know if it's on there or not. It used to be, uh, but to answer your question, Trent, you know, yeah, I think you have to look at schedules. Uh, Belmont was playing as well as anybody until Drake came in there and, and, and snapped their home re- streak. So that's what I think it's just who's going to be playing well down the stretch. But I think the best teams right now that I'm seeing are Belmont, Southern, and I think you've got to throw Drake in there too because of their four losses, of the Bulldogs' four losses, it's a total of 12 points. And one was an overtime slip up against Missouri State at home. Hmm. You know, Kevin, I watched the Panthers a couple of times. You, you know what Bourne brings to the floor. You know what uh, Duax has really caught my attention. Anderson Campbell. It was Landon Wolf yesterday who. Um, I mean, he just jumped off the television screen, right? I get that Bourne was making those shots at the end and everybody was going to remember him, and rightly so. But where did this – do you remember him in high school, Trent? It's, I do, yeah, at Cedar Falls. Yeah. Cedar Falls, was he, was he – He was a good player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because he was phenomenal yesterday in that game. 
Well, he comes from a uh, an athletic family. His brother was on the basketball and football team. Now he's a wide receiver for the Northern Iowa Panthers. Uh, and I think he's got a sister or cousin that's also playing on that. His cousin must play on the women's team at UNI. So, uh, and his father, I remember, played football at Northern Iowa. I'm just getting my notes ready for this UNI-Bradley game. But he is a guy that redshirted last year, and they talked to me all fall about what a great shooter he was. Typical freshman Ken was up and down a little bit in November and December, but he's had some huge games for Northern Iowa. And you know in this league, in, in this type of schedule, you've got to have points off your bench, yep. and that's what Wolf has provided for them. Ready to jump into a little Big Ten, Big 12, take a look around the Big Four, and uh, let's go next to your stomping grounds now, Iowa City. The Hawkeyes back on the winning side, two in a row, but not just winning, but the way that they won. Scoring against Rutgers, when nobody scores against Rutgers, no. against Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Doing it against Northwestern, another good defensive team. Looks like this offense is humming along once again, and boy, getting another great performance out of Peyton Sanford. They spread you out so much. If you look at the uh, the telling stat for me is the ability to get to the free throw line. 34 trips against a Rutgers team that generally doesn't foul. So they're there 34 times to Rutgers 14. That's huge. And Fran McCaffrey's team has done that. Because you got to go out there and you got to guard that three. you got to find him in transition. So it basically opens up driving lanes for this Iowa Hawkeye team. And I'm looking at their schedule, guys. they got a chance to get to 11 wins in the Big Ten. They can go 11-9. and nine. Illinois, obviously, a huge game this weekend. Uh, and it is a great rivalry game because the Orange Crush is going to show up in Carver Hawkeye Arena. But you look down that schedule, you know, they got to go to Purdue. I got that as a loss. But you got Ohio State at home. you got Michigan State at home. you got Nebraska at home. I think those are all wins. Can they get a road win at, at Wisconsin, at Northwestern? I don't think they do it at Indiana, but they got a chance to to get 11 wins. I think that gets them off that 8-9 seed line, which you don't want to be on when you go in the tournament. So if they get to 11, fellas, does that give them a puncher's chance to double by? Because there's so much parity other than Purdue. You do the tiebreakers, Ken. That's your work right there. (laughs) Because that's what it's going to come down to, Mm -hmm. it feels like. And we talked about the MVC, right, Kevin? It's These tiebreakers are going to be so important, and I will probably be in 2-0 Against Rutgers, that that's certainly help. doesn't hurt. That's for sure. That's huge. And even if the Valley, you know, you, because they went to a twenty-game schedule, you've got some teams you only play once. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some single-game tiebreakers there. I think Southern has a tiebreaker over over Belmont, but you can do the same thing in the Big Ten. Uh, we love the Big Twelve because it's a round robin, and everybody absolutely plays love everybody it twice. Yep. Yep, I'm going to miss it when it goes away uh, next year. So let's talk about Iowa State, who just had a a monumental collapse. There's no getting around it. Uh, Texas Tech's two best players did not even suit up for the game. Uh, Iowa State had one point, 12 minutes left, had a uh, 99.6% chance to win the game, according to some metric at ESPN that they put out, yet they didn't. So, Kevin, um, you've, been, you've been around teams. I don't know if you've have, uh, been part of one uh, a loss, a blown loss like that. What do you do? What does TJ do? I mean, I don't think you just flush it. I think you have to use some of it as a teaching moment. How do you think he handled it from the time they got home in advance of uh, Kansas coming in uh, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock? How did TJ uh, uh, try to get his team past the Texas Tech blown lead? Well, first of all, Ken, if you've been in coaching long enough, that will happen to you. Sure. You'll be on both sides of those where you've got 
you come from behind and win, and you're down and win. But uh, huge teaching point because what Tech did, they went small, they spread out this Iowa State offense, and they pressed them and spread them out. The turnovers would astonish me. You know, Kalsha was four. Uh, Lipsy, who has played extremely well as a freshman, four. They kicked the ball around in the second half. So I think you look at that as a teaching point. But I tell you, I learned this from Elder Miller. You go into practice, everything out of your mouth is positive, positive, positive. Mm. Nothing negative because you have to show the lead. If you're down the dumps as a staff, they pick up on your attitude and body language. Elder Miller taught us that long ago after a something like that or you lose a large lead that the next day uh, roses, the, the violets are turning blue and the sun's out, man. Or turning purple, I guess. But the sun is out. You have to be as upbeat as possible. I certainly do. It's difficult to do, and it's not just anybody. It's Kansas coming into town next, and well, that'll get your attention certainly, but a chance to flush this one away and, and get rid of that bad taste there. We see Caleb Grill. He's dealing with a back injury, and back injuries are different. It's not a sprained ankle, and it's not a broken finger. It's a back, and anybody that has had back injuries will tell you that kind of thing. When you're dealing with the player, back when you were coaching, tell us a little bit, Kevin, just what you're going through, talking to the guy, getting to know where they are body-wise, and also knowing guys wants to play, right? But you also have to do the best thing ultimately for the, the player out there. Well, we had Cam Johnson, who, you know, I remember him going to Napster and hitting eight threes mm-hmm. was a school record for a, for a long time. In fact, the Panthers had some great performances at the Nap Center. Uh, but Cam had a bad back, so he did a lot of workouts in the pool, chiropractic work on the bike. And I tell you, I remember him coming to me and saying, I got to get healthy because this pool workout is killing me. <laughs> any practice I've ever been through, he kept saying, get me out of that pool. Uh, but he, he fought that back issue. Uh, I can't remember what year, maybe his junior year, wore a brace. Uh, but I remember a lot of work in the pool because you can't do stuff on the court because it puts pressure on that back. Uh, you know, I've had a hip replaced. So what I do now is the, Ride a bike a lot. Anything you can take weight-bearing off those joints. But you're right. It, it's something that's going to linger with Caleb Griller through the rest of the season. Who's the best team in college basketball? Well, at first blush, you want to say Purdue because of uh, because of Edie. Zach Edie inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's 7'4", and he's, he's 305 pounds, Ken. He is a monster. And but everybody says, hey, you get in the NCAA tournament, it becomes guard play. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a great year to see if you know Edie can carry Purdue to the Final Four. If it's going to come down to what we always talk about, which is guard play, and you say best team, it's kind of like looking at the Valley. It's looking at uh, the Big Twelve. Who's playing well this week? Because <laughs> uh, we've seen that we've seen number one change, even though Purdue got all of the first place votes in the AP poll. Uh, it's been changing weekly. I, I think it's one of those years you can count 15 teams have a chance I think to win you can. the NCAA tournament. I think you can, too. And how big is that number to get to a Final Four? Mm, 25? Maybe, yeah. When yeah. we saw St. Peter's on the precipice a year ago. Right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, guys. You know, you gotta look at, I think you got to look at coaches. Bill Self has probably been the master of having a team that's taken some losses, which they did this year. They did the same thing last year. Mm-hmm. They, they got smacked by Kentucky last year, like 25. We wrote them off. I think he's probably as good as anybody as far as being a veteran coach and getting his team ready for March. Full circle, we finish up our conversation where we started, you and I and Drake. And I know, uh, Kevin, you told me you had some numbers kind of backing up 
the foul or defend late in the games, up by three. Darren DeVries decided not to foul, and it bit him twice as we went to overtime and then double overtime with Bowen Bourne. I'll fill us in a little bit on those numbers. I think they're very interesting. Well, I think we were all yelling at the TV if you were Drake fans. Foul him. Why don't you foul him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Nurse, you know, who's a basketball guru of all gurus, he gave me this study years ago, and I'm not sure what he did it, but, of course, we had a three-point line. Uh, and he did a study of over 250 cases. And here's what he came up with. If you decide to foul, there's a 5% chance that game goes to overtime. If you decide to defend and let them shoot the three, which we saw happen twice <laughs> last night with this Drake U and I game, it's a 24% chance that he throws it in and it goes to OT. Uh, here's what a fear of. When I talked to coaches, and we saw it last night, because Bowen Bourne caught that first one on the run in regulation, that if he gets in the shooting motion and you foul him, that sucker goes in, you got a chance to lose the game. Uh, that's a fear a lot of coaches have. And But I thought on the second one that Bourne hit to put in the second overtime, when he had to go to the half court yep. that Connor Enright should have should have fouled, that was an easy one. The first one was a little tough because Bourne was running toward the hoop and could have gotten the shooting motion, and now you don't know what that Official's whistle is going to do, but the second one certainly I would have I would have grabbed his arm as soon as he caught that basketball. Kevin Lehman, he will. Uh, you've got Bradley, you and I this week. What time is that tip, Kevin? Must be a night game, right? It's a five. It's a five o'clock. Like I said, it was on the deuce can, but I don't know where you're going to find it now. Two oh seven. Two oh seven for Trent and I, yep. Direct TV's uh, customers. Right. I got one other story to tell you though, because you know, I coached at Dowling High School in '85. The three point line came in. Now, the high school is a year before college. Then I joined Elder Miller at UNI, and, I, and he said, hey, you've done this before, three-point line. I said, well, Coach, you need three things. You've got you to have a play to get a three when you're down three. You've got to be willing to switch everything when you're up three. And I said, if it's five seconds or less, you've got to be willing to foul if you're up three. And he looked at me and goes, we'll never do that. And about the third time somebody threw it in and went overtime, he looked at me and goes, okay, we're going to do it your way now. <laughs> yeah, let's work on that. Good stuff. That's awesome. Kevin, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you uh, probably next week. Thank you, Kevin Lehman. All right, Kenneth Trent. Have a good day. Yeah, you do the same. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors our uh, Valley Conversations. Uh, Kevin Lehman joined us. Uh, great game last night. Glad it was that, so much fun. Was, I'm glad it lived up to it. Glad that it, uh, we could give it the airtime that it deserved here today because that was a nail-biter. What a... Uh... What else do we got on Saturday? We have two huge games, obviously, with the in-state schools, with Illinois, well, Iowa. Well, Duke, Iowa North State Carolina State. play. And, I mean, do you, the, you care about that I game? Just, I care about the jerseys. Yeah. I know. It's not the same. I totally agree with you. Let's see. What time is Is that like that's, 7? I think the same time as Kevin's game. I think it's oh, early. Oh, it's early. I think it is. Oh, that stinks. Well, I'm, I'd rather watch you and I, Bradley. I would, too. <laughs> And I'm with you. And it's on TV as yep. opposed to having to watch Michigan it. State Rutgers, same time as Iowa State, Kansas, so that's out. Uh-huh. Let's go to the night game. What do we got at night? There's no hockey. The five thirty for Carolina Duke. Okay. No hockey. Yep. No, there will not be the, a have the shakes. Villanova Creighton. Oklahoma, West Virginia. They're coming up again on Iowa State's schedule. Might watch a little of that. Mm, Florida, Kentucky. Eh. Florida had a big win last night. They Beat did. Tennessee. Got Tennessee. Yeah. Maryland, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Washington, USC, Oregon State. There's not a lot. You but late night. No, late night, no, yeah. I'm out. Gonzaga at St. Mary's. Okay, that is good. Now, what time does that start? 9.30. Well, I'm in for the half. Push back the puff. Nope. Push back the beer. Nope. 
8.30, strict rule. It's do, pro- do you count down the seconds? Like, are you looking at your I, phone and just yeah, waiting till I, right when it clicks? And I then- won't pop the, won't pop, 8.29, no, I've got another minute. Um, then, ksh, ksh, supper goes in, dinner goes in the oven about quarter to 10 uh-huh. every night. Eat, soon. I mean, eating just before 10 and finishing up and hitting the sack about 10.30, quarter to 11. Wonderful. Done it for years. Anyways. Uh, you know what? I'm going to watch to do a lot of this weekend because there's no hockey, and I just I I'm going to have the shakes. Maybe, but probably not. Golf? No. Live PD. It's not oh. live PD. It's, oh, it's, it's called back. something else. It's, Here we uh, go. Got- on patrol for our newbies out there, folks. Get ready. This is what Miller does when football comes to an end. <laughs> oh God, I hate the fact that it's here. What? There's no football this weekend. None. Try Can game you- tonight. Okay. Senior uh, Bowl Saturday? Then that's on NFL Network. It is. Um, can you bet on any of the events in Vegas for the Pro Bowl? Have you seen anything? Not I that I want looked. to. I don't want to. Let me get that. I know you probably will look. Well, I, I haven't even looked, but it's a fair question. I still don't even know what they're doing. I think they're playing flag football. Playing flag football, right. Are they going to... I'm sure they'll put a line for it. I mean, you just hmm. put a cap on it, right? You make it a two hundred dollar cap, and yeah, mm-hmm. we'll take your bet on it if you want to. Well, bet Mike on this Palm will day. join us tomorrow. We we had him on our MediaCom show, and I've got him today. Well, it's uh, I've got him. It's our podcast on Iowa everywhere. I'm going to bring it up all three times we speak to him. He said yesterday we asked about the Vegas, Super Bowl in Vegas next year, and he's a hundred percent right. Vegas doesn't need the Super Bowl. Yeah, Vegas is full next weekend. Every hotel room is full. Uh, and then when you when the NFL hits town, they take a bunch of hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. They take a huge um, land mass. Everything around right. a certain uh, perimeter of the stadium becomes their territory. It's a pain in the you-know-what. East-West, Shrine game tonight. The West, favored by a point. Who you take? Well, we've, Trent's play of the day in 25 minutes. Will that make the cut? What channel is that on? Don't know. I'm not going to watch that. Who am I kidding? I'm watching basketball. Miller and Condon. Uh, another time for another $1,000 keyword. Go to kxno.com. It's time for that slam dunk contest. The nationwide keyword contest awaits. It is bonus. Bonus at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000 bonus at kxno.com. Back with Dave Sproul. Recapping Iowa State's last couple of days. Press conference-wise, football-wise. And, of course, basketball as well. Dave Sproul is next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Roofing.net. No big game celebration is complete without a game of squares. Circus Sports Iowa now offers Circus Squares bets. Everyone who has played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circus Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of $1 and a maximum payout of $100,000, it's easier than ever. Download the Circus Sports app today to place your Circus Squares bets. For more information, visit circusports.com. Must be 21 older and present in Iowa to wager. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call Do you remember when? America team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company. It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Star Reviews. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. 
Almost 25 before 1. Trent's plays of the day coming up in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. Right now, Dave Sproul, 1430 KSI in Story County. That's where Iowa State plays their games on KSI. 1430 aims a little Cyclones as well. And Dave joins us. Dave, you've had a busy couple of days. How are you, first of all? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm holding up. You know, I got the endurance to make it through both football and basketball press conferences. You're a gamer. You're a gamer. We love having right. you on. So let's go back to yesterday, first of all. You know, maybe my biggest takeaway uh, from uh, from Matt Campbell, firstly, um, a spring game back on the uh, potentially uh, being going to be held, which is good. I'm assuming they'd open it up and let fans come in and and witness the spring game. But I think it's good for... I mean, it's it's. I get it. It's football and it's meaningless, but it's football, right? It gets you a little taste in the month of April. It sounds like that's going to happen. Yeah, and it's it's been a while since uh, you know it was pre-pandemic since the last time Iowa State was able to have one of these, and then you know last spring they held some open practices uh, at Ames High and Gilbert High School, and uh, they, he's open to doing that again. So a spring game, you know, might be at Jack Trace Jack Trace Stadium, might be at a high school venue. He wasn't real certain about that, or even you know, the I wasn't certain about having a spring game at all. But he said he wants to have one, so I'm sure they'll they'll give it a shot. They couldn't do it at Jack Trice last season because they were replacing the right. turf and the outdoor practice fields were also being uh, returfed and reconfigured. So uh, they have everything squared away now, so that they could bring a spring game back to Jack Trice. But I kind of hope they they pick the high school, and you know, they were supposed to go to Williams Stadium down mm-hmm. on the east side yep. last year, and weather thwarted that, and and. I'd kind of like to see him maybe go back there because it was I thought, I thought it was cool for the fans to be able to go to a high school venue a couple times and at least watch the workouts because there was a little more festive atmosphere with the fans being closer to the action at those high school stadiums than maybe you might experience at Jack Trice, but we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, get close to the action, really cool, and those opportunities when they come around and reaching out here to the biggest media yeah. market in the state, that's not a bad thing when – you try to get the fan base back riled up after a disappointing year in 2022. Well, I certainly know Nate Shieldhouse has a lot of people excited. He has been considered long a rising star in this business that he's in, in the coaching profession. Him taking over play-calling duties. What you anticipate from here and just kind of hearing him lay out a little bit of, of what his plans are for 2023. Yeah, the two big things he said, he wants to be physical in the run game and explosive in the pass game. And, uh, you know... Uh, outside of your triple option teams, who doesn't want to do those things? Uh, but you know, it's it's not something both both he and Campbell said they're not going to change the schematics dramatically. Which I can see if you're an Iowa State fan, you might see some disappointment in that. But also, Iowa State doesn't have an identity that is defined as air raid, triple option, this or that. The other thing, it's a it's a multiple offense, and one that Matt Campbell has talked about for years, fitting around the the skills of of his players. So. Play calling will probably be more important than the actual scheme of it all because they they define their formations, they define their play calling based on the talents that they have and and go from there. So it's more a matter of how you use your talent than really a specific philosophy uh, in terms of whether you have a spread or whatever kind of offense. It's just about getting your players in the best positions to succeed, and that's something that Nate Chielhouse has, has followed here as part of the staff at Iowa State. And something he wants to to do, you know, obviously bring it up to a high level of execution uh, for himself and this team as, as the play caller. 
Might we have a, and I want to preface this by saying, I, I didn't think Hunter Deckers was awful last year. I didn't. It was his first go-around. It was his team for the first time. Yeah, he had some uh, some head-scratching moments, but he made a lot of good plays, too. So, having said that, is there a, a quarterback competition in Ames this year? Do you think that legitimately when, uh, when Cole gets on uh, campus... Um, because it seems like he would be the one, and I know that you know that there's some guys that have been there and are waiting their turn. Rocco Becht and uh, Marv Cook's kid, Ashton uh, is still there. Uh, is there a quarterback competition, an open uh, competition this fall? Do you think uh, there will be? Uh, Matt Campbell made that pretty clear actually yesterday. Um, in in the in the sense that yes, you know Hunter Deckers probably has a lead. He's maybe a head start in that race because he started last season and has the experience he has and, and did a lot of good things. I mean, the, the 14 interceptions were, were the biggest uh, drawback for him uh, in, in that offense. Otherwise he put up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdown passes, uh, but he, he opened, he's open to the idea of uh, JJ Cole coming in. He's on campus. Now he's going to be part of spring practice. So that's mm. going to be huge for him coming yeah. straight out of high school. Uh, so there is that possibility. Cole could show his stuff and maybe, you know, show that he is better capable of running the offense or Rocco Becht or Ashton Cook uh, could step up and show that they're, they're uh, in a better position or, or more capable. Uh, that would not be easy uh, for any of those three to overtake Deckers, given that head start that Deckers has as a starter now with a full season under his belt. But it's no sure thing. It is not written in ink that, uh, that Hunter Deckers will be the starting quarterback when the season rolls around. A lot of a uh, couple of questions to Coach Campbell about Ryan Clanton, the former U and I offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Maybe feels like a lot of people excited about this hire. It's an offensive line coach. You don't know a ton going into it, but a little bit of buzz there for the new coach. A little bit, you know. There's uh, he's certainly got some accolades. He's, he's you know worked with some guys who went from the FCS level to the NFL, which is always pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And coaches, you know, often get a lot of credit for that. Uh, and there was a pretty big contingent of anybody but Jeff Myers at some point with Iowa State. You, and you look at the rushing game, the rushing numbers, it's not just about having, not having a brief hall type running back, although obviously that's, that's part of the equation. Uh, you, you have a running back like that, he can kind of make up for whatever deficiencies you might have on the offensive line. But the fact that, you know, Iowa State tries they might, just didn't get any push up front from that old line clearly indicates that they weren't getting the job done and, and a change needed to be made. And when you look at the, the resume, you know, the new, the new O-line coach is bringing with them. You, you got to be impressed with the hire. Uh, time will tell if it works out or not, but uh, a pretty impressive uh, young guy who's, who's joining this Iowa State staff this season. All right, so let's move to basketball. And I guess the question that's lingering out there is, um, well, there's a couple of them. What uh, what kind of team do we see after they collapsed on Monday night in Lubbock? Uh, but will Jazz Kuntz be on the floor? Apparently, he's practicing. Uh, I was I saw some twi- some Twitter. I think it was Randy Peterson was uh, was in Lubbock for the game. Uh, tweeted that um, he was going through warmups. wasn't going to play in the game, but at least. He was on the floor with his teammates. It looks like there's a pretty good chance he's going to play, or would you uh, not go that far to characterize a pretty good chance? Is it still iffy? Where are you on Coons? What did you hear? I, I would say it's a chance, but not. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a pretty good chance. So T.J. Otzelberger, first thing he said when he sat down this morning to meet with the media was that Jazz Coons has been cleared to practice, but in a non-contact. Uh, situation, so he can do some shooting, he can do you know conditioning and things like that, but no contact 
as of right now. Now, it's interesting, TJ said, that there is a chance that between now and tip-off at 11 o'clock on, on Saturday, he could be cleared for contact, which seems like a high hurdle to me, but I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? Uh, we'll find out, you know, when that game starts, uh, or maybe a little bit before, beforehand if, if Koontz is able to, to play. And even if he is able to play, it probably wouldn't be a ton of minutes. Anything they can get out of him obviously would be a major plus for Iowa State because he wasn't with the team. He wasn't, or he was with the team. He wasn't able to play down in Lawrence when that, you know, game came right down to the wire. So even getting a couple baskets out of him or a few rebounds. In, in limited action could be could be major in a game you anticipate being a, a pretty close battle. But as of right now, we'll call it questionable. It's about maybe 50-50 as to whether Coons will play at uh, 50-50 at best. But that can change, uh, obviously, pretty rapidly. I'm trying to figure out T.J. Otzelberg and trying to interpret what he says. I mean, Caleb Grill, an hour before the game, was a game-time decision <laughs> and then started and played 37 minutes. So I'm thinking that uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic, maybe, after hearing that, that Coons will play. Well, and speaking of optimism... <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Well, speaking of Grill, just real quick, he says Grill is uh, looking fine, not completely over the back injury yet, but fully participated in practice. Good. And anticipates that he'll be he'll be in the lineup come Saturday. Yeah, I read that quote uh, from today, and it sounded boy a lot more optimistic on the Grill front too than I anticipated. Here, so this is good news. Mm-hmm. Look, it's Kansas. It's Kansas. That's all you have to say about it. We know what they're going to come in there, and yes, it's going to be a charged-up environment. They're talented. They're going to be good. You need all hands on deck here. What would you anticipate if Coots is able to go? You know, we talking twelve minutes off the bench, full systems go. If he's hitting shots and he's playing D, is it? Hey, you're playing twenty-five minutes again. This is guesswork here for you, Dave. But what would you anticipate there with Coots? Yeah, maybe in that eight to twelve minute range from his fifteen, maybe if he's really feeling good. Keep in mind, you know, the broken finger is not something that keeps you from doing strength conditioning work. Yep. You know, you Good can point. keep your, your, your physical endurance up, your you know. Cardio, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it's still not the same as being out there grinding out a Big 12 basketball game. Uh, so I wouldn't anticipate, you know, even, you know, 20 minutes would be a pretty good stretch in my mind if Kuntz is able to play on Saturday. Uh, but if you can get the 8 to 12 out of him, uh, the guy who was your leading rebounder before he got injured, he was playing very efficiently on the offensive end at the time as well. And so if you can get just a little bit out of that, it can make, like I said, a big difference in a game like this one. What were the building? I mean, it's Kansas. It's going to be bananas. But, um, you know, Trent and I were talking, this game feels out of place. This should be a Monday night, a big Monday with Fran Fischel and somebody doing the game, right, at 8 o'clock tip. A Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. I guess if, if it had if it was scheduled for Saturday, if they could name their starting time, 11 o'clock doesn't seem optimum for, you know, the fans getting into it, uh, getting an opportunity to, you know, to visit an establishment and aim prior to making their way over to John. Or or whatever, um, going to be a great atmosphere regardless of the time. But maybe could have been better day just because of you know a little bit later in the day. Oh sure, I'm sure you know you give Iowa State fans a chance to get some drinking done before a game. They're probably take advantage, and it wouldn't surprise me even with an 11 a.m. tip if there's a little bit of that. But yeah, this, you always get up for Kansas. There's always a big crowd, and it's always very loud. Uh, so that I don't think will change. I think once tip off starts, you know, once the game starts. It won't feel like 11 a.m. It could be any time, any place when these two teams get together in front of a packed house full of one fan or the other. Or, you know, we've seen Big 12 tournament games where it's almost half and half and it's still tremendous, uh, tremendous atmosphere. Uh, so they'll, they'll go at it. The, the fans will be ready and, you know, you'll be uh, sitting there halfway through the first half. Your ears will be ringing 
and you'll be thinking, yeah, this is, this is a great game. doesn't matter what time of day. You know, I understand that ESPN and the Big 12, they lay out the schedule before the season, and maybe they didn't look at this as a marquee game because mm-hmm. Iowa State was picked eight, you know, in, in the Big 12. And it does surprise me a little bit that you can't maybe change some things around and maybe swap the tip time or, or even just move a game off of ESPN Plus to ESPN. Now, Saturday's game is on ESPN, so that's all well and fine. But you go back to the game against Kansas State, you know, there's two teams picked for the bottom. I get it with the originally scheduled, but you can't make a change there to get them. I, I, I know there's a lot of uh, moving parts to the network schedule. Couldn't agree with you uh, more. I, Flex yeah, out of it. I, Flex I, out of it. Yeah, I, I understand you want to drive as many subscribers to ESPN Plus as possible, but, man, uh, you're missing out on some opportunities to draw a lot of eyeballs to games that are unexpectedly uh, turning out to be very competitive and, and compelling. Where are you tomorrow night for high school basketball? The Harrison Barnes Gym at Ames High School. Uh, the Waterloo East Trojans coming to town for a doubleheader on News Talk 1430 KSI. Big spot, and Dave Sproul will have the call for both of them. Dave, thank you for doing this. We'll catch up with you next week. Appreciate it, Dave. You bet. Hey, Trent, good to see you out at, uh, out at Hoover the other night, too. Yeah, good, great seeing you, and thanks for the extension cord. <laughs> Did you yeah, forget anytime, one? Anytime, anytime. <laughs> you radio guys, good stuff, appreciate it. Packing your equipment around, yeah. and inevitably, right, there's something you forgot. Uh-huh, well, yeah, I was down a lower table than him, so needed the extension cord to get down and get the power down to me, and Dave, he Teammate had is what he yes. is. Well, I had some back in the car, but... You don't want to go back in the car. It was cold. Uh, you've been now. Did you heat up yesterday? We did. We warmed up. Yeah, good. We're, we're on the right track again. Uh, we're seeing Monday, it. Tuesday, not good. Yeah. Wednesday, starting to figure it out. Today's the day, folks. Stay tuned. Trent's Blaze of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors. They're coming up next. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point KXNO. NBA fans, it's time to bring back the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers bet five dollars to win. $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers. How about this? You're going to get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook today, opt-in, place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you're going to get a free bet back. I'm looking at a little Lakers Pacers here tonight. Oh, one that at least Where's has that me a little beat. It is in Indianapolis. How about this? Are, is LeBron playing or load management for the people who bought tickets to see LeBron? Looks like he is playing. You can put LeBron 25-plus points, A-plus rebounds, A-plus assists, and the Lakers to win plus 380. That's how you do it at DraftKings. And if it doesn't hit, you get your money back. Download the app now. Sign up with the code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Simple. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and you have to use the code KXNO. You must be 21 or older, Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets and an opt-in is required. One free bet issued based on the amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. If... You have a gambling problem? Please don't hesitate. Call one for my heart radio. No big game celebration is complete without a game of squares. Circus Sports Iowa now offers Circus Squares bets. Everyone who has played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circus Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of one dollar and a maximum payout of one hundred thousand dollars, it's easier than ever. Download the Circus Sports app today to place your Circus Squares bets. For more information, visit CircusSports.com. Twenty-one older and present in Iowa to wager. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call or visit one eight hundred bets off. 
It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Con. Then final couple of minutes here on a Thursday. Murph and Andy coming up in seven minutes. Kexton no drive, Heather and Sean three until six. Well, Trent played the day. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of Big 12. Big 10 tonight, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, Northwestern. That might be decent. Didn't make the cut. It didn't. Either one of the Big Ten games? Nope. Neither there. Didn't have anything that I liked. I got ten plays. Well, let's have them. This is a this is a weird card. I, I I know. I dig deep. These are number plays. I have not seen many of these teams play. So play at your own risk. Stony Brook minus two and a half at home against Elon. William and Mary pick them <laughs> at Hampton. Tennessee Martin plus five at SIU Edwardsville. Wright State they're getting five and a half at Youngstown. Let's lay it with Moorhead State tonight. They're laying four and a half at home. Bellarmine. You always love when I play Bellarmine. They're getting four at home against Kennesaw State. How about Queens College? Well, it's Queens University. Where is that? It's in North Carolina. They are in the Big South. Mm -hmm. And they take on Lipsum. St. Thomas? Uh At least it's a Midwest school up in St. Paul. And they transition. They're taking on Omaha. We'll lay the three with the Tommies. Denver. Not the Nuggets, the Pioneers, plus one and a half at home against the Western hockey Illinois. team. <laughs> good hockey team. They are good. Here's the team, finally, that people know. BYU, minus four and a half. They're getting better. BYU is laying four and a half against Loyola Marymount. And it's good to see Loyola Marymount at least competent. They were a program of my youth, of course, Hank mm, Gathers, yep. and Bo Kimball and company. That uh, team just always wanted to see them get good again. And they're at least all right. Had that win against Gonzaga earlier this season, but we're going BYU there. How about that for a card? Yuck. I was going to say, until you got right to the very end, I, there's no way in hell I'd seen any of those teams play this year. <laughs> None. Zero. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, Murph and Andy, next. KXNO Drive follows. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Of course, the morning rush tomorrow kicks things off at 6 until 8. We are Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I. We talk local sports every single day. Well, Monday through Friday. From 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.